Forget Silicon Valley. The future of AI might be sun-kissed and rum-soaked. Today on Strategy Talks, we delve into the bold vision of Leslie Lee Fook, who's determined to transform the Caribbean into an AI powerhouse, reshaping industries and lives in 2024 and beyond. Join me for Strategy Talks. Let's strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Now here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be back with another episode of Strategy Talks. Today, I am talking strategically about AI. And I've got to tell you, as soon as I saw the guest that I'm about to bring up on stage speak in Suriname back in October, I knew I wanted him to come to us to talk to you about using AI strategically. You know, if you have not lived under a rock in the past year, you know that people use AI for all sorts of things. But a lot of people are just talking about prompts and, you know, what to do, maybe research. But very few people are talking about how to use AI strategically. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome, Leslie. How are you today? Hi, Doreen. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thanks. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Leslie, and you should get familiar with Leslie, um, Leslie, let me just pull it up, for over two decades, uh, decades, uh, Leslie Fook has been a digital trailblazer in the Caribbean, using AI and advanced analytics to revolutionize businesses and governments. He envisions a data-driven future where the region's creativity fuels development, transforming it into a global hub for talent and expertise, much like India's roles in analytics. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But Leslie, how you're in Trinidad, correct? I'm in I'm the Caribbean in Trinidad, yes. I think you're my first guest from that area, which is pretty cool on Strategy <laughs> Talks. We've had guests from Europe and Australia and South America. And um, I don't think I've had a guest from Africa yet. If you're listening and you know somebody you can introduce me to in Africa, I would love to have that continent as well. Um, so how did you get into AI? When did you first start seeing it? How oh. has it shaped your business and your thinking? And then we'll get into the strategic use of AI. So how, how did I get into AI um, completely? I would say accidentally. If I, if I went back a couple of years, be, even before that, I mean, I, I run a, a very small business. It's, it's 20 of us in all. It's not a very big outfit. But in around 2010, um, we, were, we were being disrupted. We, there were contracts that we had for years that we were losing. Clients that we had on retainers, they were canceling their retainers. And we couldn't, we couldn't really figure out why. Um, now, if if I even go back a little before that, I I can't code, I can't program. I actually dropped out of high school, and I I don't know what the U.S. equivalent is, but I got a C in one exam, an O, which means I didn't learn anything in two years, and two X's, which which means absent. I didn't even like bother to show up for the exams. So so like data was something a little scary to me. 
But mm-hmm. in 2010, I knew that you needed to use data to make better decisions. So I really set out on a journey and, and, um, and I, I, I stumbled onto some things that absolutely changed my life. And what I realized is that the industry that we were in, it was shifting. And it was actually our partners that were, that were shifting the industry. They were going direct to our clients and they were cutting us out. And we didn't even know. And it was something called cloud, right? This, this strange thing. So oh. back in 2010, small, small businesses, small, medium-sized businesses, which is who we served, they were first adopters of cloud. There was no big capital investments. And they were going directly to you know, the, the tech giants. And they didn't really need us anymore. So when I, when I saw that, like data is the thing that, that gave me that light bulb moment. And I went to my business partner and I said, look, like, dude, like in five years, our business is dead. But I, I, think, I think everybody is going to need this data thing someday. So I absolutely approached it from a, a customer's perspective. I didn't know anything about data. I knew I had to use it. And I saw what the power of, of data could be someday. So for a lot of small organizations, like whatever you do today, like one of the big mistakes I did is I fell in love with my product and I wasn't serving my customers. I, sh- I didn't see my customers' needs shifting. So if you're a small business, like what you do today might change drastically in the next couple of years. And I think it will primarily because of AI. But, but I started on that data journey and then by about 2018, I saw that AI was coming. And again, I approached it in the same way where I couldn't code, I still couldn't program, but I knew I had to use AI just to stay ahead. Sure. Right? So I discovered this company in Boston and they were doing something called automated machine learning. And it was fascinating. Basically, they were, they were automating data scientists. And this is back around 2018 where when data scientists announced themselves as like the sexiest job in the world, right? Yeah. So I went up and I did some training at this company and um, it was internal training that I was doing with the sales team. So there were like 30 salespeople and me, which I thought would be perfect because I'm very non-technical. But I was completely, completely lost. And then by, <laughs> um, by like day, a day and a half into the training program, a five-day program, I was overhearing some people chatting at the water cooler. And these were the salespeople. And what I, what I quickly realized is that the minimum to sell this thing was a master's in stats, which which wasn't me, which right. generally isn't you're like, you know, lots of small business owners. But on day five, I just kind of stuck in on day five. They said, go to this, this online data science competition platform called Kaggle, which attracts like the Netflixes of the world. And they put, so Netflix would put like a data set there and they would, yeah. they would say it's a million dollar bounty for the data scientist who produces the best work. So best data science in the world go there. And I go to Kaggle, I grab a data set, I put it into the platform. I hit this big start button and I come back in 30 minutes and I put the results into back into Kaggle and I was the 51st best data scientist in the world because I could, because I could click start pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized that even the most complicated jobs someday, it will be, it will be automated. And that was a huge aha moment for me. Wow. Let, let's just, let's just think about yeah. that. So all you had to do was find the right data set or find a data set, put yeah. it in, hit start, and then put it back in, and you were 51st in the world on in the world. solving that. Yeah. Yeah. That's 51st. incredible. Yeah. That's and that's incredible. been that's been around since about 20, 2013 is 
is when they first started that company. So, so I knew that there they, they could be easier ways. Because if you look at where everybody is today, everybody's trying to figure out, like, how do I learn AI? How do I learn to prompt? How do I learn to do these things? When, when our journey has kind of crossed that a long time. So after that, like, I came back home. We were training actuaries across the entire Caribbean. Um, it was fun. Like, I love living in the Caribbean. And, and then the whole world went on lockdown. And you, you know what happened. And yeah. at that point in time, my performance on my team, they just completely barreled out. And I had three choices at that time. One, I could, I could literally, I, and I thought about this a couple of times, I could fire everybody. Mm-hmm. And I know, but, but I know a lot of small business owners out there, they probably thought the same. So I know I'm not crazy. The other thing that I could do is I could just kick and scream and shout at people and force them to work, which is what I found myself doing on Zoom all the time. I was like, we'd have stand-up calls. People hated the stand-up calls. And then the, the third thing I could do is just try to find better ways for them to work. Now, fortunately, we had some background in AI. So I, I started to build little AI. I started to acquire little AIs that were good at one task. So I, had, I would build an AI that could do a job description. I would build an AI that could respond to emails. I would build an AI, and then I gave it to my team. And so wait a second, you're building yeah. the AIs at this point. Yeah, because I remember I already had that experience. So when everybody's on lockdown, um, and this was way before ChatGPT. Right, you we were started building to build AIs. AI just to do one task. Now, at the same time, um, we were growing up as a company. So we were creating processes and SOPs for pretty much everything. And, and now that we had processes and SOPs and we had all the individual tasks in a process, we just connected the AI together. And we started to create fully autonomous processes. I'll give you some numbers on what we did. Yeah, so absolutely. You ever, you ever done any like performance training or time management training? Right. Yeah. So tip, yeah. So typically, they they do um, a, a technique inside there where they say a knowledge worker works for eight hours. You work for eight hours a day. So break up your eight hours into one hour blocks, and therefore you do eight tasks a day. So the typical yeah. knowledge worker, eight tasks a day. That's ninety six hundred tasks a year. That process that we followed, we we basically we now automated ten thousand tasks a day. That's the work of an individual for an entire year. We do that every single day with AI. So from a strategic perspective, we were able to 18x our workforce without a dollar in payroll. And without adding people. Nobody. Right. Nobody. There's nobody. Yeah, there's nobody. We just took our processes, automated those things. Um, so we, we inadvertently, we created a robot army. And and as that's actually that that is when I heard you speak in Suriname. That was the point when you said we created a robot army. Is when I was like, wait, what did you just say? How many hours did you save? What are you doing every day? That's what really got me. And if you're watching this or you're listening to this podcast, Leslie, those numbers are incredible. So you set up your tasks. You have your automations, you have already built the AIs, and then all you're doing is connecting them and 10,000 mm-hmm. hours a day is done, which is more than equivalent of what one person could do per year. Yeah. That's incredible. It, but but we, we, it's accidental, right? We were just sort of putting one foot in front of the other. As a problem came, we solved it. 
we create a, a new AI to do it. Uh, but the, the problem is, um, is that we, we started to create so much AI that my team became overwhelmed. Uh, they're like, Leslie, this is great. Five is enough, six is enough, seven is enough, but you're kind of overdoing it now. So different systems, different platforms. Um, and we started to, what we ended up doing is, is putting basically all these, because we built during lockdown over 200 different AI. We put all the AI into one, one particular place. So this is a journey that you guys will go on as well, is that you realize that, that AI is a lot more than just chat GPT. Right. That AI can do lots of different things. And, and AI is where it is right now. It's very narrow. It's only good at one particular task. So you'll have to acquire lots and lots and lots of AI. And your team will be overwhelmed soon enough. Yeah, I was going to say, for those of you who, who are watching this or, or listening, um, I've seen some posts on LinkedIn about people saying that, you know, they built their GPT or, you know, you can get um, check out. And this is what Leslie's talking about, right? So people are building their own AIs and now they're making it available to other people to use, which is one of mm -hmm. the things that people do. And um, I also love the fact that you're really talking about a lot of this as data driven not necessarily text driven um because a lot of you know marketers of course a, a lot mm -hmm. of what we do is create content so it's images and it's content uh but you're also talking about numbers right doing crunching numbers and analysis and, and those kind of things so mm -hmm. um i think that we need to look beyond uh what's right in front of us or what people are feeding us especially those of us who are here on linkedin um, you know, use it for prompts or use it, you know, use AI to help you rewrite something. It is so much more than that. And I think once you mm -hmm. get that, your mind's going to be blown like mine was when I was talking to Leslie. And I think that's the aha. Right? That's what I want you to get out of everything out of this today's talk. That's why I want everybody to meet Leslie is that Leslie's talking about something that probably comes to us in a couple of years. I don't know how fast we'll get to where you are, Leslie. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, so it's completely accidental. This wasn't, this wasn't the master plan or anything. It's just, we kept putting one foot in front of the other, but I'll give an example of this. I yeah. use this as a milestone. Yeah. So everybody today is talking about how do I, how do I prompt? How do I do these things? And, and most people, for example, would you, would you want to write a, a book someday about yeah. your journey? Yeah, how long do you think that'll take you, even with AI today? Three to six months, dedicated yeah. time. Yeah. In in April of 2021, I wrote three books. Because we already started to develop all the AI, we started to create all the processes. Because writing a book is the same process over and over and over and over. So 2021 is, this is where, where I already started that, that process journey and the automation integrations and like all of that cool stuff. So today, um, we've infused AI across our entire business. So from a, I'll give you an example. From a strategic perspective, our quarterly reviews, one of the questions that are on our quarterly reviews now is, how much AI do you use on, your, on a daily basis? My entire staff, my entire team is expected to use AI and at least 50% of what they do, at least 50%. Um, and it's, it's been transformative because every single department, every single level in the organization, whether you're big, whether you're small, there's opportunities for AI. It's a lot more than just text and graphics. So give examples. You're, you, you told us about going to Boston and being part of the sales team and learning. Sure. 
So sales. So well, well, everything. So I'll give you. Um, your audio went a little low on me just now, so I didn't quite hear you. But but what we did is we started to as we started to build all our AI, we started to classify it so people could find it a little easier. So we built out AI for sales, marketing, finance, operations, IT, HR, risk, health and safety, legal. Like think about any department that exists in an organization. Because as a small as a small entity, a small company, I end up being HR today. I end up being finance tomorrow. I end up being legal the day after. So all of those frameworks, when we research them and we we built out stuff, and we also collaborate with the partners now. Uh, so anybody who's in a particular vertical and interested, let me know. Um, I love to work with you guys. But we we built out firstly a departmental level thing based on our own frameworks, based based on our processes. But the the journey I'm on right now is I found like. So I, I don't know what what bucket would you put yourself in, um, entrepreneur? I assume. Um, entrepreneurial, I I would say yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Small small business owner, entrepreneur. Yeah. Small business owners, entrepreneurs, they have the same exact problems across the board, right? Limited resources. They have they have to do everything. So like you get access to all of these operations things, these HR things, these IT things, these. So I had a colleague, I showed it to him, and he said it was like hiring 100 people. Um, it was like hiring 100 staff without paying anybody. And, that's, and we're also now doing it on the vertical side of things. So I'm building it out for, um, for banking, for insurance, for finance, for uh, like every single vertical. Because across all, across all organizations, there are similarities. Is it going to cover everything? No, no, but we probably do about 80% of the task. And that's why I'm so I'm so keen on like transforming the region because if you if you're just a consumer of AI today, then really your value proposition goes away when when they start automating a lot of these tasks. Right. So you need to be able to use it. Now, interestingly Absolutely. enough, how big is your team? You said when you Oh, my my team is tiny. Um, yeah. So my entire company is twenty. My core team is ten people. Yeah. And they're doing all this work. Yeah. And yeah. you have well, everything. Well, see, you, well, this is it, right? You. So I, I, I had a meeting with a, a very large organization the other day, and the CFO said, "Leslie, how how big is your team?" I said, "Well, well, frankly, that's a wrong question. You need to ask me how much AI do I have, right?" And I think I think that's going to be the conversation moving forward. And they're your AIs. So let's talk yeah, about might. that for a minute. Let, let's talk yeah. about that. So you've developed these AIs. They're yours, yes. right? Yes. Are you selling the use of them? Are you creating packages for people? Are you saying, hey, everybody should build one? Are you teaching how people can build them? Let's, so let's talk I, about that. Because I, I, if I'm sitting here and I, and I want what you have, how do I get what you have? Yeah, I started. I started. Well, I've, I've, I've been teaching a long time. Um, in terms of analytics and data and all these things. That's really, I'll tell you how I ended up teaching, right? And I actually dropped out of school. Um, and, and the main reason for that is the stuff that I learned at school wasn't relevant in the real world, right? So whatever, how I started teaching is I really had to develop the market because analytics was a brand new thing back in 2010. Nobody's really talking about it. So I was creating a market for myself, to be honest. And in, in teaching it, I, I learned to be very pragmatic in how we develop the programs what people were learning. So in a two-day 
in a two-day analytics program, you'd solve a million-dollar problem in the organization. You're not learning how to build bar charts and line graphs and stuff. You solve every problem. So we took that same approach with AI. And as I got to, as I started to go out to market, people asked that same question. They wanted to know, like, Leslie, I'd love to learn to use AI, but how can I just get your stuff and just apply it right now? So as we started to venture off to the tail end of last year, uh, we started to develop SaaS, and I hope to launch the first AI SaaS in the in the in the territory. Very excited about it. But we've done exactly what you what we talked about. So we took all of our AI, all our processes, all our methodologies, um, all of our frameworks, and we, all of our tools, and we put it into one single place, into one single hub, where it's broken out by by department. So you go in, you click on HR, and you could you could write a JD. You could write an acceptance letter. You could do a scoring criteria for an interview, right? Just, just in two words, without, so you can use AI now without even having to learn AI. And that's something wow. that nobody else is talking about, right? Everybody is, like I've been to, I've, t- I've taken literally every AI course out there. I've spent <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars and everybody's like, learn AI, learn AI, learn AI. When the reality is you don't need to learn AI anymore to use it. Right. You just need to know to get the right AI to, for the right job, correct? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but that journey for most other people would be acquisition, acquisition, or even build, even if you build it internally. Acquisition, build, yeah. acquisition, build, acquisition. And it will take you a little while to get there. Yeah. Wow, that's a fascinating journey. So if somebody's watching, somebody is thinking, you know, for me, it just made it just opened up my world on what's going to happen i am connected to several what i call visionaries on linkedin and online of people who are thinking about ai a very different way than most people are same at web3 and you're one of those people i as soon as i heard you talk i'm like he's not speaking about it as everybody else is so if people want to connect with you leslie where are you most active how can they find about about, about the tool yeah, LinkedIn is the best place. We haven't launched a tool yet. Um, but if you guys want a, a sneak peek, uh, and this is just for your audience, please don't share it because we haven't gone public with it yet. Uh, it's the Incus Hub, I-N-C-U-S, hub.com. And you guys should jump in there. And if you do, just leave some feedback on your roadmap. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, but our launch should be at the, the end of next month. All right. Just, That's just super, after super Trinidad. Ex- just after so carnival. Okay, after the carnival. I love it. So <laughs> I have one more question from you. In the yeah. bio that you sent me, you made this statement, right? Yeah. It says, Leslie believes that we all someday will become data citizens. He hopes to tap into the deeply creative nature of our Caribbean people so we can foster development in a community that's highly sought after for its talent and expertise, transforming into the India for analytics. Now, that India for analytics vision is inspiring, but what specific milestones or collaborations do you see happening, say, in the next year to bring this closer to reality? And how can international partners contribute? So I'm assuming that your tool is at the foreground of that, but how can international partners contribute to this and yeah. to this vision? So so I, I love that. That's a terrific question. And, and maybe, maybe I'll go next year wrong. I'll go like, what could we contribute as a region? Because the Caribbean isn't typically associated with being high tech, right? It's, it's, it's white sand, blue waters, and that's what people think about the Caribbean. But 
we've been generally short of resources. We've been able to have to figure things out. We've been able to have to make, do more with less. And that's, that's really the narrative of the Caribbean. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. Because what it's, what's is really instilled into every single Caribbean citizen is, is creativity. Mm. Like you just put us in a room with a problem and we figure out that problem, no matter what tools we have. And, and, and that's really what we bring to the table. So I think, I think collaborating with international partners that may be a little better resource, may have access to better tools, infrastructure, et cetera. And we bring that creativity where we bring a, new, a unique perspective to a problem. Uh, because ultimately, creativity is, is a fundamental pillar to great decision-making. And I think decision-making is really what strategy is about, right? So that, that is, I think, how we can collaborate a little closer. I love that. And, you know, just for those of you who are listening, you know, I think that as a marketer, as a small business owner, there's certainly unique challenges to being on an island, correct, Leslie? I mean, it's a life that some some of us are born into, some of us choose to live on an island. Um, and I remember, I, this is a funny sort of story, but when I first started out in my career, um, I had a friend who lived on Cyprus and we were talking about Facebook advertising and she had trouble with her targeting because the targeting for Cyprus was such a small little piece. And I remember having that conversation with her about island life and it's so, it's so different. So it's exciting to see that you don't just talk about Trinidad or Trinidad and Tobago, but you're saying the Caribbean and the creativity, I think is so on, so spot on, you know, you have to be creative to get out into the world, right? Um, so I love that. I love that analogy. And I love what you said about that. So if you are watching, if you're listening to this podcast, and you are inspired, connect with Leslie on LinkedIn. He is a SAS tool coming out after Carnival, as he said, um, which is very, very exciting. Um, Leslie, where are you speaking next? Just in case people are, are wanting to see you live. You mentioned Miami, is that correct? So Miami's in a couple, in a couple months. Um, I'm always all over the Caribbean. I do a lot of speaking. Um, and, and likewise, if you guys have some, like a, an opportunity to speak on AI somewhere, happy to, you know, happy to, to learn a little more about it. Uh, but Miami is the next international one. Um, but I'm in Trinidad. Next two weeks, Jamaica. Um, I have an event in Antigua, Barbados, Suriname. I'll see you in Suriname. Uh, <laughs> but all, over, all around the Caribbean because the Caribbean is really where my heart is. I, I'll mention That's... that I, I used to live in the UK. Um, and I, I went to the UK with very, very little. And you know, within two years of working in the UK, I was making, at that time, Tony Blair was the prime minister. I was making twice Tony Blair's salary. And, and for me, for me, that's a testament of, of hard work and creativity. And that's, that's kind of what's instilled in the, in the DNA of the Caribbean people. But it wasn't enough to keep me because I love living in the Caribbean. And I, I am here and I came back um, intentionally. And that's where I, why I really want to make the place better. Because I know you just showed me outside, it's snowing, right? Um, but it's always, for the most part, sunny days here. For the most part, right? It's always about 32 degrees centigrade, like year round. Like, who wouldn't want to live here? And uh, um, if you guys want to pop down, <laughs> I, I recommend Suriname. And we, we, should, we should all go to John Luke's uh, marketing conference next year or later on this year. 
But the Caribbean is a beautiful place and I want to invite you guys down as well. No, absolutely. And I love that you that you say that. I know that I know that um, you know, you speak highly of of your country and uh, fascinated. I'm, I know my friend Sarah, who was Sarah Monroe, who mm. was also in Suriname with us. Um, she's been to Trinidad, I believe. Yeah. And so, yeah, who knows what's coming up? I think we were talking about maybe doing a conference somewhere um, on one of Curacao. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that behind Done. the scenes. But for now, Done. everybody who's listening, <laughs> um, if this has inspired you to dive a little bit deeper um, into AI or to think a little bit broader, which is really the point of having Leslie on. I wanted you all to hear what I heard when I sat in the room and when Leslie showed us a tool that did some incredible strategic thinking for us, um, which is really um, what I'm hoping that that new tool that you're coming out with. So um, if you're listening to this later in the year, there'll be a link in the show notes um, to go test it out. Um, if you're listening, do this live or on the replay this week. Um, you'll have to wait till after Carnival. Leslie, thank you so much once again for being here with me today. And if you have any questions for Leslie, um, be sure to reach out. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to Strategy Talks. I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.